You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. T-Mad. Don is a pastor with 38 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Alex, how are you doing? Doing good, how are you? Did you you survive the holidays? Well, yes, yes. Uh, Multiple Thanksgiving, so a lot of... You were oh, stuffed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. How about you? Yes, I was stuffed too. Good. Not like it's a turkey, not... but something else. Yeah. I was stuffed with turkey. Hmm. With turkey. That's not always good. A turkey stuffed. Right. Yeah. Tell you, one of ours, we did a prime rib instead. Oh, my. Technically, it was a choice. You should have had rib. Thanksgiving at but your house. It was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that said, ah, oh, it's too rare for me. So. I did R- the right rare thing. that they get it or <laughs> well that's what happened is i ate myself silly and then yeah oh okay yeah well what's interesting is over the thanksgiving holiday uh I, there were people talking about their show and they're actually thinking about us out us and they had discovered it oh good and it was new to them good and they said well it have to be my son he said and how come you always give the answers that you always gave us when we were young Oh. And I said, well, because I don't know the questions ahead of time, so I'm giving the answers that I've always known. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, well, that makes a great deal of difference. So yeah. we thought, I was thinking we ought to probably put the premise out there again that what Alex brings to the table is fresh, and I'm the stale part. I give the answers that I know. Right. Yeah, I just spring all this stuff on him. Spring on Don. Exactly. And if you watch the last episode where I just had my family, yeah. because conflict of in or not conflict but scheduling conflict i just kind of sprung it on them too and that was fun <laughs> yes yeah. it was good mm-hmm. it was good god bless you ida oh yeah 99 years old still going strong and benny too and benny well but he tried interesting enough he was the only one that was like yeah, i'll answer it and it took the mic mm-hmm. you know yeah the rest of them are like oh boy i don't know what i'm gonna say I'm like <laughs> what's the question i was like here you go well my mom got a couple takes because Okay. Bad mics. And so it really wasn't take 54. That yeah. was pretty dang close. Okay. <laughs> God bless you, Gene. Um, announcements before we get into it. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be doing the Hillcrest thing. Do you want to kind of talk about that? December 19, yeah. So those of you that are going to tune in for December 19 or maybe watching this to see what that's all about is reminding us that uh, we'll be at Celebration Hall Chapel on December 19 at 9.57 is when it starts. Yep. If you want to be a part of that audience, that's great. We're going to use the same format we do here. Don's not going to know what's going on ahead of time. Yep. And if you have a question for that format, get it to Alex, and the email will be at the end of this podcast. Yep. It'll always be in the show notes at the very, very bottom it's if you're on podcast or YouTube or however YouTube, you watch it. And it's there. You send the questions into that format. Yep. And Alex is the only one that will have the question ahead of time. Right. And I get it cold. God bless me. Mm-hmm. That's the fun part. I feel like <laughs> I I'm just that. I feel like I'm always <laughs> just trying to like, okay, maybe that's a little bit too ornery to just spring on Don like that. Uh-huh. But yeah, I don't know if there's ever been a question. I was like, okay, I'm not going to spring it on him. Okay. I didn't know what, how, how far you shied away. Not far. Okay. Not far. Um, Your light just went out. Yeah, my light went out. <laughs> yeah, okay. So... Is that a sign? Good question. Mm-hmm. Um, there's multiple verses in the Bible that talk about how we should deal with people who practice magic mm-hmm. and sorcerers and uh, all these different 
magic people, spiritualists, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, what is that? Like, what are those are those people actually doing magic? Or are they kind of trickery? Well, there's there's a, a spiritual battle going on. We see that in, in Ephesians six, and what Paul seems to illustrate for us is there's a skirmish, if you will, going on in the heavenly realm. Okay, we only get snippets of it. Okay. But what I can see from the snippets, both in the Bible and in practice, is that when the Holy Spirit comes on us as Christians, that is a power that is invested by God into us. It is solely Him. It's not us. And we give Him permission to use us and be a part of us and indwell in us. Okay. Okay. But it's all Him. Mm -hmm. The difference with demonic power is that Satan knows that our pride needs a little investment. And so Satan gives us a spiritual peace that we can control. Okay. I, I, uh, I liken it to being in conduit. Okay. So the Holy Spirit goes through us and works through us. Mm-hmm. Like the wire goes through the conduit. Okay. Whereas Satan knows that our pride needs a little investment. And so he allows us this gift, if you will, sure. that we can use at our will. Right. But ultimately he knows that we'll be consumed by it, mainly because it's anchored in pride. Right. So I think about the witch and Endor in First uh, Samuel 22 about where all of a sudden Saul wants to know from Samuel, who's already dead, mm-hmm. uh, uh, an answer for a battle. And so he goes to the witch of Endor and asks the witch of Endor to summon Samuel. And then Samuel rises and answers the question and says, so Saul, what you doing this all about? You know, this is wrong. Right. (laughs) And of course the witch of Endor was petrified as well because she knew that Saul had been marching against the spiritualists. Okay. So uh, that's a gift she had, but, and she had control of it. And she exercised it, and she was scared. Yeah. Well, I found in um, Exodus chapter 22, verse Mm -hmm. 18, do not allow a sorceress to live. That's what Saul was supposed to make sure, that sorceress wasn't there, but yet he used her. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. He he really talked out of both sides of his mouth. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Um. So when's the last time you saw a sorceress? I haven't. Okay. Uh, even a palm reader. Hmm. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, not cards. Okay. Sorry. I, uh, my, uh, my, my family and kind of extended family, they, for a little bit of time, they, they went to a palm reader person, mm-hmm. fortune teller. I'm, I'm sure there's more of a, a specialized term for that, something that's not going to sound mm-hmm. crazy like what I just said, but mm-hmm. they went and they were talking about all these readings and stuff. And I had a really hard time just because you see they enjoyed it. You could see that they're like, oh, you know, you talk to your dead relatives and they said they loved you. It's like, that feels good. It's kind of hard to sit and bite my tongue and not be like, that's crazy. Yes. You know, don't do this. That's yeah. not nice. It's silly. It's it doesn't make sense. Well, it's, but. The evil spirit makes as much sense as the Holy Spirit yeah. to some people. Yeah. 
And what I'm saying is there is a spiritual realm. There is a spiritual battle going on. We have snippets that we see of it, and we have biblical revelation of what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, sometimes even our unique role, we don't even have a good handle on. Now, Paul gives us the, the gifts of the Spirit, which help us understand that, okay, this has to do yeah. with those gifts, and that's cool. But I think the chief way we can tell an evil spirit from a Holy Spirit is a Holy Spirit is godly and it is resident by God's permission. What do you mean? In other words, it dwells in us, Okay. but it isn't ours to control. Gotcha. Okay. Whereas an evil spirit, we have control. We can give it boundaries. We can control it mm -hmm. and it's given us control so that our pride feels good about it uh, so you know if i if i if a holy spirit moment in tongues that's a gift of god interesting whereas i go and speak gibberish yeah that's my pride right so those are that's an illustration okay that's a good answer uh i got another one that uh, came in um, from somebody didn't leave a name, but is there any, anyone in the Bible who pretended to not be a Christian in order to infiltrate secular groups and kind of spread the message? Oh, I'm trying to think. I know we have a lot of good like instances of PR, you know, but right. Is there someone that went in and let's, let's just say they didn't even say like, you know, Oh, I don't believe in God, but they just went into a secular group and, didn't really talk about it. and <laughs> Well, Paul would be the closest in Acts okay. because he was uh, there in the Aragopolis and sharing about the, you know, so here are these gods, you know. Oh, here, oh I, I see this God over here, the unknown God. Yeah. Well, I, I've got a testimony about that one. Oh. And he was snore sneaky in that situation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I, I have a hard time grasping if anybody else did that. Yeah. I'm sorry that that one. A little trick. Okay. 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 Was, were you trying to trick, trick me? Well, I, was, I thought that was kind of a good question. I'd be, I was it is like, a great wow, question. If he's got like four or five instances, I was going to be shocked. I was, yeah. That's the one that I think was probably the sneakiest. Okay. I mean, Paul, Paul, Paul took care of that. Yeah. Um, one last question. This one kind of comes from me. So when we do this chapel, mm -hmm. um, not presentation, but we do an episode there at the chapel, kind of demonstrate what we do. What kind of questions would you be uncomfortable getting and talking to kids about? Uncomfortable? Well, I think my comfort is the least of our worries. But I'm, I'm, op I'm open to any question. You okay. know, size of my socks, uh, what, era, what aftershave <laughs> I use, you know. Okay. I, I think, okay, here's the thing with me and this show Yeah. is I think I need to lay it all out yeah. and, and just be vulnerable and... Yeah. Because unless I'm vulnerable, nobody's going to want to be vulnerable enough to ask the questions. Yeah. And I think that's sort of your brainchild right. and how you pulled this together. And I give you kudos for that. Because I think people aren't going to ask questions unless they are comfortable with somebody who's willing to fail. Right. And okay. fall on their face. Yep. And I'm free to fall on my face for Jesus. Yes. And yep. I try to do my best. Yeah, you learn a lot when you fail. True. That's one of the I learned ones. more failing than I did uh, not, when I didn't fail. The other part is, at some point, I'd invite people to go deeper. Yeah. So these, these answers are things that come 
to my mind from my what little knowledge I have of the Bible. And then I'd nudge that at some point, if that's an issue and we haven't gotten deep enough, let, let's, let's get people in here to go deeper or go find people who can go deeper. Uh, I was thinking about biblical apologetics when we were talking about that the other day. And John Miller and his dad, Jay Miller, are a good couple of guys that know their biblical apologetics. And uh, if you're looking for somebody for your church mm -hmm. to do some work on apologetics that's local, yeah, those two guys are the go-to guys for that. Yeah, I found uh, it's really helpful. There's a lot of different resources. I, what you're talking about, you're talking in-depth stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. And it's. I think that's a lot, it's really fascinating because it's your whys. And you just got to keep building those whys to have answers for that or else you have doubts and you don't know how to answer them. Right. And I feel like if you don't know how to answer them, well, boy, those doubts get big. And yeah. you're kind of giving something, the devil a foothold there or something else. Precisely. But there's a lot of really good tools online and other organizations that specialize in apologetics. And they'll just have like a, here's your six bullet points to defend your faith. And man, some of those are so strong. Absolutely. I mean, it can really... Well, and your bullet points might be different than mine. Yeah. Because our faith has been built differently. Yeah. Uh, I was building my uh, illustration this last Sunday about the car, you know, pulling things out of the ditch. And, and you know, the, the, the strength of our faith, that anchor that we can pull on in our times of need, has been developed over time by yeah. the tests we've gone through. Mm -hmm. And so your faith is going to be different than mine. It was developed, developed different than mine. Yeah. And so it will probably appeal to someone. My story might appeal to someone that your st story won't, right. your story of faith won't, and vice versa. Yeah. But I don't think we're capitalizing mm -hmm. on being able to tell our story yeah. or how God's gotten to us and really be able to verbalize our faith. Uh, I illustrated 1 uh, Peter 3.15. Be prepared in season and out to give an answer for the hope that you have in Christ. And it's basically poised in that passage as a, in, in times of persecution, right. Being able to talk about your faith in those times. And, uh, we aren't in persecution, but we're no better prepared to give an answer for our faith. And I think, uh, that's what we need. To, we need to be getting ready. Yeah. Because there's, there's a whole generation, I think, that has just a very loose yeah. handle on their relationship with God. They're uh, looking for answers. And, hey, godly Christians, we can give answers. Right. And we need to be prepared to do so. Yeah. I or at least you. walk with them yeah. in the process of getting answers. Mm -hmm. Invite them into a structure, a atmosphere where they can see or they can be challenged on certain things and still be comfortable. Right. That's a big thing too. Cause that's always really hard to address something that you, you, you know that that person has never thought of before or maybe wants to kind of shy away from. Mm -hmm. I know I've been guilty of that and be like, everything looks good here. Don't mind these dirty clothes. I yeah. bunched up in the corner, but you know, you go to a right mm -hmm. place and yeah. it's a lot more healthy to bring it out then and, but we don't Thanks have to bring out all the laundry right away either. No, don't yeah. do that. And, and sometimes I, I'm still working on laundry. Oh, yeah. I, I think we give this vision of the Christian life being, oh, I finally got it all together. God right. bless me. Yeah. And hey, my walk with the Lord's been long, 
and been tried and I, I've got a really good relationship and I've got laundry. Mm -hmm. So we're still working on the list, the laundry list. That's right. And it's a sweet relationship. It is. I agree. Well, I think that wraps it up. Will you pray us out? I can do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege you've given us to be in someone's living room on somebody in somebody's tractor cab during this podcast today. So lead that individual and us in this walk we have with you. And may we honor and glorify you in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks for uh, having that dirty laundry that you can share <laughs> with someone else. And uh, Yeah, aromatic. You, right. We'll mm-hmm. see you next week. God bless. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.